welcome to another episode of In The Loop Break by Roping Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, and we're pretty excited about this next series. We are going to do 15 days of NFR breakaway roping. We are going to interview some of the top 15 breakaway ropers, as well as a couple of people behind the scenes. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Take a listen. Okay, guys, so today we are here with J.J. Hampton. J.J. is coming into the National Finals Breakaway Roping 2021 in the number fourth position. Uh, J.J., thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. So I love to watch you rope. You are one of the most people that have inspired me the most to step out of my comfort zone and and go at them. And that's what you do every time. And um, I think that's what one of the things that stands apart from you, from from everybody else that ropes, is you you go at every single calf every single time. Yes. <laughs> I do. And, you you're know, sometimes I think like you're talking about this, you you almost and I'm not saying I, I don't typically question it, but there were times this summer where honestly three swings. Um and I, I got better at it. I won a couple of rodeos doing three swings. And so and that's not my comfort zone. So I panic when I have to take more than two swings. Um where you know, a lot of people, like you said, it's totally the opposite. But um, and that's something that I did learn. So I'm kind of skipping ahead for you, probably Jordan. But um, I learned sometimes three swings is a lot better, and I cost myself several first places by just one more swing. But that's not my comfort zone. It's the two swings and throw it, and that that's where I feel the best. And, and like you said, that's what I'm good at. It is, and it it's what stands you out. You know, um, and it's just you know, it's it's something that, that sets you apart from everybody, but. Let's just roll into it, you know, back into the 2021 season. Um, tell me a little bit about what you thought about it and, um, you know, what some of your takeaways were from it. You know, I, I love to rodeo. It is my favorite thing. I, I, it really is. So I've really had a ball doing it. Um, my driver, Sierra, and I went pretty much everywhere. Um, it's just us. And I, I loved it. All night drives, entering everywhere I could enter, you know, I. I entered more rodeos than anybody else, and I think I went to 81. Um, and I loved every minute of that. The rodeo on part was great. Now, being away from Kaysen, um, I flew home. If I had a two-day break, I flew home every chance I, I got to help my girls at work, but to see Kaysen. And for me, the hardest part was missing Kaysen and missing him get better at his roping and, and not being here for all his stuff. Um, but as far as if he could go with me in rodeo, and maybe that happens one day when he gets his pro card, I get to rodeo with him because I love, I love rodeoing. And I really loved it. So my takeaway was from it. Um, I may not can do it as much, but I, I proved to myself I can do it and I can make the NFR rodeo. And I've got what it takes to to be out there and be gone and, and be grueling and have a hard time and figuring out how to get over it. Um, I got that. And I that was cool. Well, and not only, I mean, one of the neatest things about you is you're a business owner. And not only that, you're a very successful business owner with your real estate company. You're a mom. Um, you're a wife, you know, there's so many other people out there doing the same things as you, but, but you managed all of it. And then on top of that, you went to 80 rodeos, you know, and, and that was doing it this year. I mean, we basically kind of started in June and then it was, you know, from there on out. And so that is something that is such a virtue in itself, but there's so many things and and people and everybody that have to sacrifice to make it all do it. So it's pretty neat for you, especially to be able to say that, you continued to manage all of that effectively and and do what you did and come in number four spot. Yeah, it was a it was a wild. I think summer and you 
I think I learned like watching all the, the other events and making all the friends that you make out there. But, you know, at the end of the year, Jordan, we're all and we've seen it before, but not in this. But those people who are on the bubble and, and you were one of them fighting for a place after we rodeoed so hard and put our guts and everything into it to me was I mean it was gut-wrenching and I wasn't even in their position like I felt it for those people I saw everybody all summer in every event not just our event but that lay it out on the line day in and day out and you know it's a it's a it's something else at the end and I don't know that people on the outside realize it I mean I know we do as competitors and we've lived it in other things but it's it was gut-wrenching to watch all these people it was cool for some but it it hurt for, for others. And I don't know, I, I took away from that. You know what I mean? Because it's not a spot any of us want to be. We rodeoed hard. For us, to me, it's not as bad. I mean, it's bad, but we don't run for the money they run. They're roping for 28000 a night. And that is how most of them feed their families. I don't feed my family roping. I love to rope and I love to win and I love to go. But that's not how I feed my family. And so to me, I don't know, I, I took a lot away from that. That was, it, it's something else to be out there on the end, the bubble and, all this change that goes on and what everybody does to, to try to make it. And it was still cool to see. It was really cool. And it was, I mean, it was downright brutal. You know, you say you went to 80, I went to 74 and I thought, I didn't know if I was going to live the last two weeks, <laughs> you know? but um, it is. And, and not, not knowing, you know, Raymond, Raymond told me, he said, you know, everybody will be in this position at one point or another and he said when he was rodeoing, Ernie Taylor helped him a lot and won a world's champion. He said that the year after he won the world's championship, he didn't make the finals. And he said, I never thought I wouldn't make the finals, but it happens to everybody. And so just the the most, the hardest part about it all was just like you said, we all went. And then especially at the end, a lot of us, you know, day in and day out, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, however far we went and then not making it. Um, it's a definitely it's it's not for the faint of heart that's for certain but it oh, is just not. like you said I think we all learned I know gosh I learned so much so what were the I mean you t- we talk about learning stuff so so tell tell us what were the, some of the things that you learned um you know from this year that you'll take into next year and moving forward from then well uh you know I think now I probably won't enter I can be a little more selective on which rodeos that I go to I'll pick I mean, some of the little rodeos I went to, I loved, and I'll probably go back because the towns are so welcoming and so nice. And uh, I, I just, there were some cool little rodeos that I went to. I'm not, not remember all their names, but it was, uh, it, it was neat to see those. But I don't know that I'm going to go to all of them. Um, my horses held up really well, but I, I, I tried to let them rest. You know, I had the panels, I made the pins, and my horses did really well. So that I learned that I can take care of my horses and, and they can survive on doing this. Um, I learned I do like to go by myself. Um, the way I think and the way I go at roping is, like you said, different than uh, there's not very many people think like me. And so for me to stay on my game, I can't be around. I mean, I can be around, but I have to kind of keep to myself because of the way I do. And also I work hard when I'm on the road and I enjoy going by myself with Sierra. It was um, it was really cool for me to be able to do that. And then getting to rodeo with Marty. Um, there were a couple of times we just hung out after the rodeo, had a few beers and relaxed and ordered Pizza Hut and had a really good time. Um, so sometimes you just got to sit back and relax while you're out there a little bit, um, enjoy the moment, and nothing wrong with having beer and a couple cookies and then going to bed. So that's, that's <laughs> kind of what I did. I don't really drink much, but I drink a little bit out there to relax and go to sleep and let myself and my mind rest and, and my horses too. So tell us, Marty Yates is your nephew, for those of you who don't know. 
one of the coolest things I think is, you know, you were one of the biggest and still are the biggest fan of his on TV, but now, you know, you're, you're in your own, in your own set and an athlete in the same aspect as him. So is there anything that Marty has told you or taught you or helped you to kind of give you some, some, um, you know, groundwork conditioning to, to do this? Well, I mean, there a couple of rodeos where I needed to take three swings. I mean, he knows me really well. And he said, hey, you need it. You're gotta, you can't do two. You got to do three. And matter of fact, that was at Walla Walla. And um, it was kind of cool. I mean, he won the rodeo. I think I won second. And there was one that weekend that we both we both won first uh, the same weekend. And, and that was neat. So sometimes helping me um, with the three swings, um, he doesn't exactly – he doesn't think or, or is as aggressive as I am. I mean, he, he's fast and he does rope aggressive, but he has a little bit different mentality about things. And um, so sometimes I, I don't know how to ask him questions because the way I think, I mean, he helped me a lot with the three swings and, and doing it, but I'd ask him about in the rodeos. He goes, why? And I'd be never mind. And I wouldn't even ask him. Like, <laughs> I entered the rodeos pretty much by myself. Ricky and I did it because nobody I, I mean they're not gonna go like me and it didn't bother me to drop 10 hours and then go back I, I just if I was going to be going away from my son I rodeo so there's certain things I can ask Marty and some I can't because he isn't on the same wavelength as me and I'm pretty you know me I'm on the muscle and if I got what I'm in my mind if I'm doing it and you're not telling me yeah. I should if you tell me I shouldn't I'm gonna probably do it two more times so that's, the way, <laughs> that's the way I think so it's yeah yeah it's it's funny well, and I think it's so cool too. You know, one of the things that, and Raymond was even the same way on the entering, we talk about that. He was like, I don't understand why you're doing this. And I'm like, you don't get it. We don't have a rodeo account. Like we, you know, we had to do some things. And I think, like you said, we learned and, and where we go and where we won't, but at that time, nobody really knew. And so we did things that most other people were like, you're doing what? And, but like, I was like, you know, I'm like, well, gosh, you know, I, I did a couple of times where I had three or four days and I was just sitting there and I'm like, I could have went here and here and here, you know, I'm either sitting here or I'm driving, going somewhere, might as well be going somewhere. So that, that Raymond, thought, Raymond thought I, I was crazy too. No, I mean, I wasn't going to sit there and I got to where we were asking, but I just did what I wanted to. We'd look on the map, look at the time zone. Sometimes we messed that up, but we still made it. Because. Uh, you know, that's a little different here. You got to pay attention to time zones. And, yeah. you know, I, I made friends with people and I think trading, um, I, I would offer compensation for people. And I think it's, uh, that was my choice. I had people didn't take my money and I had people that did. I also know that Jordan, I made trades that did not benefit me in any kind of way. I, matter of fact, it was a worse run than I could have got, but there were a couple of people who needed and were not going to get to go to a rodeo if I didn't help them. And I chose to do it thinking one day somebody's going to help me when I really needed it. And there were people to help me. And for that, I was, I was grateful um, that people would do it. But I, I did it. So people say I didn't trade. And I traded for people. And it wasn't for a better run for myself. It was for worse. But I, I did it anyways. And um, I think that's something people need to remember about this. And no, you can't always trade. And that's fine. If you're up and you're doing I get it. But if you're just sitting somewhere and you really don't have to go then, I, I feel like you you know, it, it's nice to do that for other people. And I'm going to do it if I can. And that's what I took away from it. And if people asked me, I told them the truth and I wasn't lying. And I, I traded with some that didn't benefit me, but I did it anyway. Well, and I think that that's just really good perspective too, to keep, because I, you know, I did too. I, I traded a couple out of the slack, which is one of my favorite runs and into the perfs and because they, they had to have it. And then there's sometimes where I needed a trade and didn't get it, or there was sometimes that people did help me out when they didn't have to. And so 
everybody is going to need help somewhere along the way. And that's one thing we definitely found out this year. You can't control when you get up, you can't control any of that stuff, you know, the way we get to enter. And so everybody's going to need help at some point in time. And and I think it comes all comes full circle. And so it is, if if you can, and you can help somebody out, um, you know, most certainly you, you know, we tried to, and I think sometimes it got overlooked because we were going so many different places that we actually had to have certain days to even make it work. And, and maybe that's why the spotlight was on some of us that were rodeoing more than, than some, but you know, it is, it's just like you said, you got to help people out when you can and, and, you know, things come. So. No, it, it does. And like you said, you traded, you like to trade out purse. I traded out. I mean, you trade to a perf out of a slack. Well, I was in perfs. I like perfs. I like, um, I like, well, all I'll that. trade you your purse for slacks. Yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll just do that because I feel like a perf if I can get it. I mean, I just do it my thing. And I mean, I, but you learn that some people, some places I don't want a perf, I want a slack. So I think right. it was better. And I, I kind of learned that a little better this year of when I might want to be up at certain places and, and when I, when I don't. So you also right. learn that while you're doing this. Agreed. Yes. So with all that, um, let's talk about the NFR, the Vegas this year, um, 10 rounds in the average. Um, tell me, you know, what's your, your game plan thoughts on that and, and how are you going into it? Well, uh, my game plan is, is to do what I do. I don't think it at 50 years old, I can really back down from that. Um, I have been working on, if it's not there, not forcing it and, and riding, I had a really good practice session last night, um, that I had been had a little trouble and it, uh, something clicked last night I figured it out and it was it was great I mean I took three and four swings and made some really nice runs and I've been kind of working on that a little bit doing three swings but if it's there I'm taking it because that's that's what my throw is and and where people like to be close that is very uncomfortable for me I don't like to be close and it it, it, it I just don't do as well and if they're out ahead of me and I got to be aggressive and you think JJ's never gonna catch the camp that's the one I catch and y'all that's how I wrote. So I kind of, I'm working on that. And, and we've had a, I've had a few good practice sessions, but Jordan, what I've been working on is uh, my mental game. And I think I'm pretty strong as far as what to do or how to get over it when I don't do good, because I, that's just something I've always been good at. I can let a run go faster than anybody. And, and I, but I've been working on my mental game and I think it's going to be huge. It, it's really what I've been working on. And I, I think it's, um, it's going to be a big game changer for me. So if you will, or and if you don't want to, you don't have to, but share with me a little bit about some of your, your strategies for your mental game, because I think that that's one of the biggest lessons that personally I learned this year. Um, you have got to have a mental competitor in you. Um, so what are some of the things you're you're doing to put well, that into place? I have a plan, and I'm going to know that plan. I'm going to have that plan down to a pat. And if something happens, I'm going to be able to adapt if my plan doesn't go the way it's supposed to be. And it's not going to affect me in one bit if it doesn't. And that's how I'm going to get through all this. And I just, I'm, I've got a plan and I'm studying it. I'm working it. And it's going to be second second nature to me. And when I go to do it, if something happens, then my mind and body will be able to adapt and move right on to the next one. And that's my approach. And, and that's what I'm working on. Awesome. That's great. Um, preparing wise, are you setting up the arena dimensions? Are you just, you know, doing your runs or what are you that's doing? That's not me. I, mean, I know people do it, but that's not me. I, I just, I'm just going to rope. I don't rope a lot when I practice anyway. So I'm, um, I'm just going to work on Millie and making sure I keep her shoulder up because she'll sometimes change leads and drop. And then I have to do my job. And if I'm, 
I remember just a couple things coming out of the corner. It's it's all coming out of the corner and me holding the saddle horn long enough to get my rope up. I, I'm not a rush. I mean, I know I, I, I rope the same spot every time and I rope fast, but I, I don't, if I rush it, I'm thrown off. So I just can't rush. I have to take it easy and to me feel like it's effortless. And that's when I, I do my best roping. It, it is. I don't look like I even, and, and that all starts from me leaving the corner, holding my saddle horn long enough. And that's, that's the ticket to me being successful. And I just got to work on it. Well, and, and I think you and, and me and maybe a couple others are one of the only few that, that do hold our saddle horns. And so I think that it is so cool to know that you probably hold the most records for the fastest times all around the world in breakaway roping and you hold the horn, you know, and I know everybody does it different, but um, I think that that's pretty neat to be able to, to be holding the horn and, and be one, eight, one, seven, one, six. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And you know, last year, Jordan, I really, I started holding my arm up and working on it. Cause you know, there are places that you, you almost have to, like we go to some setups, not so much pro rodeo because pro rodeos are cool. I think, Pro rodeos is a whole new ball game for people because you got to score, you got to be able to ride your horse and rope. And you notice people, it was different success out there from different places because you had to ride, score, and rope. And sometimes we go to places here and you ain't no riding, scoring, and roping, and none of this shit. It's like whoever can flap it on the fastest. And honestly, you don't even, to me, it ain't even a roping contest. And I'm going to be the mm-hmm. first to say, I think it's crazy, but there are certain places that you have to have your, your, your gun caught and ready. and um i practiced it and then i stopped practicing because it totally messed me up and it took me a good month to get my stuff back and i still 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 think on days i don't do that i feel comfortable doing it but i will not again jordan yeah well and i think you know it's um awesome that you tried it and I've tried it as well. You know, I think that that's neat to be able to say and do, but then also you knowing what works for you and that's okay that it's not the same as everybody else too. Oh yeah. You, you always have to remember to run your own, your own race. And that's the thing. You can't be worried about what everybody else is doing and be successful. I mean, yeah, it's okay to study it. And, and maybe people do study it and do better. I'm not, I can watch you rope. I love to watch people rope. I love to congratulate people when they make, you know, badass runs and I'm proud for them and stuff. But me watching what other people do it doesn't work for me i i'm just not that person i mean i can pick up on certain things they're great but i have such a different way of doing stuff it doesn't it doesn't suit me well to watch other people and and i i you have to learn that you got to know that about yourself because if not it'll get you in a rut you don't want to be in yeah hands down i agree completely so you said you're gonna ride millie um you've got two really good horses which one are you gonna start out i'm probably gonna ride millie is a little which you know, Fergie's great. If I do what I'm supposed to do, um, wrote last night, phenomenal. And before that, I've been having some bad timing issues, but it wasn't her, it was me. And once you figure that out, you know, you know, but I, I'll take Millie too. I'm, I mean, Fergie too, and I may ride her. Um, 10 runs that fast is a lot. And as long as she, you know, holds up and we do our job, you know, that that's my plan. Help may change before we go. You know, Jordan, you just, right. yeah. Well, good. Well, so expectations for this year it's a different format than last year it's the same as the guys um i know everybody's looking forward to it um any different expectations of the nfr since it's in vegas this year no um i'm just gonna go you know take it one round at a time do my thing and and use the cap that i draw and 
and stick to my plan and do my job. Um, it's going to be, I don't know, I think it'll be a little bit exciting, I guess. I don't know if it's more exciting to be in Vegas because, um, and I'm just going to be honest, I think um, as a group, we need to worry about getting ourselves more money as opposed to where we rope at. Um, and, and that's going to be what I push forward for all of us next year. We deserve the money. And I think sometimes we have been looking at something else. Thomas and Max, great, and it'd be awesome. But I want to—I want us to rope for more money. I want us girls to have a chance to rope for a minimum of ten thousand a night, not forty-four hundred. We rodeoed harder than grown men this all of them this summer for not even a way to get probably all the money back that we lost. And I'm not being mean. I want us as a group to focus on more money. Find us a home. Does not have to be Vegas. Does not have to be Thomas and Max, but a home that pays us what we've earned and we deserve. That's what I want to work on for next year. Yep, I agree. I think that's a great game plan. And, and you know, I think as it moves forward and grows, I think that's definitely something we all need to push for, um, you know, because we definitely proved this year that we're going to show up. And so, you know, now it needs to come and we need to both meet in the middle there and move forward. And um, Yeah, if it's not the Thomas and Mac, maybe one day, that's great. But really, it's about the money. I mean, they're, I have a job. I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love it. But at the end of the day, most of these other girls, that is their job. And if we're roping at that amount of money, it's not, they're not making a living. I mean, they can't provide for their families. So we are going to have to fight for money. I think not worry about location. Let's get the money. That's yeah. my opinion. Well, I think that's a really good perspective. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's definitely coming. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I know it is, but let's get the money. I, I think the money is more important than our location because we can showcase our event. We can have just as many fans and it will get better. We just need more money for our, I mean, it, it, it's coming. I mean, we need it. We've earned it. We put our time in. I've been paying my dues a lot longer than most. And I, I'm not saying this ain't great. And I'm very grateful that we get to have a finals. But I think we need to worry about the money. Thomas and Matt, eh, it's okay. We, it'd love to be there. But we, we can go somewhere and do just as good, but have the money. One of the cool things I think people maybe don't know about you is, you know, you and Jamie Markham and, and a few other girls used to enter the amateur rodeos when there was 10. Um, oh, yeah. and, and so how far you've come and, and the, the dues you've paid and, and the time you've spent and dedicated to the sport, I think it's pretty neat. No, it's awesome. And I'm glad that it's grown. Um, I love the sport of breakaway and I love the rodeo and I love the rope. So for it to get better, that's what I want for it. Um, I want, and one day some girl is going to get to, girls are going to get to rope in there. But for now, let's get the money right for us. Let's get the money so it's not this way forever. And I, that's what I want. I want the money to be there for us because the girls deserve it. We work hard. We do put in the same miles, the same dues, the same thing. And a lot of us have more jobs. Like you said, we're mothers. We're, we're wives. We're, we're out there and we're, we have a lot of hats we wear and, and it, it's time. Yep. I agree. It is time. Well, Jay, um, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Get off this phone call Go ahead. My favorite rodeo by far was Reno. I'm not going to lie. I have to give a shout out to Reno Rodeo for <laughs> the best. Yeah, I want it. But before I even had won it, I, I was loving that rodeo. It was just sitting in the stands even when I wasn't up. was great watching the people cheer, the, the crowds get behind the Cowboys and Cowgirls. And that was, to me, was it was so cool. And like you, you, you're the first winner of Cheyenne. Well, I'm the first woman to get the Spurs and I'm pretty pumped about that. And that's something you and I will always have. And you hope that some other girl gets to stand up where they will stand out there and hold them Spurs and let those people just love on you. It's pretty phenomenal. 
Well, I know that the atmosphere there was electric all during every single perf I was there from oh. start to finish. And I know that I think that really that set the stage for the showcase of the breakwear open because everybody was so pumped. But then on top of that, you know, you 40 percented them at Reno, which was awesome. You roped outstanding. And then just the electricity you brought to each and every one of your interviews. Oh, Janie Johnson told me at the end, I remember you just giving a big. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I was sitting at the back roped right, you know, right in front of you and. I'm not kidding you. The crowd yelled so loud. The stands were shaking. Like it was just so neat. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I'll always cherish that memory forever is, is one of the coolest in my career. And and I think it did, it started off the summer and it, it created such an electric pace for the breakwear opening to, to kind of start from there on the pro rodeos. Yeah. And you know, like being on TV, which people know, I mean, they know our names and who we are, maybe haven't seen us a lot, but I met a lot of great people let me come rope, took me in their homes, uh, and and let me practice at their house. Um, the Craig, Shelly Shivner, Courtney Medley, Mama Minor took me in and kept me out of house. I love Mama Minor. Um, <laughs> Lori Persefield, the Pratt family. I mean, there was so many people that took me in. I think I said Lori's name wrong, but she'll know who I'm talking about. But it's amazing the friends that you make in other events that that are so nice to you and do things for you. And I, I, I really, I enjoyed meeting all those different people and um, it was fun. I, I know you probably thought the same thing, but I made friends with people you never thought I'm buddies with. And, and that was, that was cool for me. I have a lot of bulldogging buddies and I love to go high five them when they're three, three, because it pumps me up too. And uh, I'm proud for them people to do good, but Rodeo is a, a cool family, Jordan. And we're really blessed that we get to do it. We are blessed. And, you know, I, I had a lot of, um, really neat moments and, and memories this summer, just thinking, taking a step back and thinking, you know, rodeo has given us this rodeo has let us meet these people and have these opportunities and see these beautiful places and learn about the, the United States and, you know, hopefully other places too. And right. that's because of rodeo. And so that's oh, pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, Jay, I'll be rooting for you at the NFR. Go kick Thanks, butt. Jordan. Do your thing. I appreciate you. Have a good day, girl. Me too. Thank you so much for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, feel free to email me at jordan at com. We appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you down the road.